Oh my goodness, you crazy son of a bitch. Do you have any idea what you've just done? You've just discovered the Marts and Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is the show that may or may not be an hour long based on your perception of time and how much I've got to say. So strap yourselves in and prepare your ears for the journey of a lifetime with your host of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour, me, you idiot. Welcome, everybody, to the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. And believe it or not, this is The Vegas Chronicles, Volume 2. Chanel and I are literally sitting in the car, and we're already in Las Vegas, so you missed the first part. Uh, but we're we're in the car, and we're, we're actually about to, to hit the road. So actually, you know, Chanel, you're not being very safe. So before we get started, would you please put on your seatbelt? I guess so. Oh, by the way, Chanel's with me. I'm sitting here with my occasional co-host. And, I mean, you're, we've been married for almost a year, but that's still new-ish, Aww. right? Is that, like, newly? Yeah, we're newlyweds. So I'm, I'm sitting here with my newlywed bride. Now, my... are you only a newlywed until the, like, first anniversary? And then it's like, ah, they've been together a year and a day. It's hard to say. I, I actually have no clue. But, um, anyway... So here's what, here's what we're going to do. So you might be asking yourselves, what are Martin and Chanel doing in Las Vegas? Weren't you just there? Because I've... Hey, Martin, shut the fuck up. All right, so what just happened? I had, how the hell did I just interrupt myself? Do you know what happened, Chanel? <laughs> no. We talked for nearly 15 minutes, but only recorded about a minute and 13 seconds of it. Which sucks, because we were hilarious. Oh, you missed great material. We drove by a, an adult superstore, and uh, we, had, we had some good, some good conversation about that, um, that, uh, that peaked with a reference of one-man bukkake. Right. Uh, what else? We, we passed the Lotus Garden restaurant, <laughs> where they serve dim sum all day, and I said to Martin... Man, I want to eat there. And what did you say? I said, I want to eat there and dem some. <laughs> <laughs> you missed all of it. <sighs> it was wonderful. So anyway, um, really, we kind of had... They, 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 they got nothing. They don't even know why we're in Las Vegas. They got nothing. So do me a favor. Now, go ahead and hold the microphone. We're in the car, by the way. Like so, so this is Las Vegas Chronicles. We're in the car. When you heard our voices a couple of seconds ago before I interrupted myself... We were in the parking garage of the Venetian. We had just finished breakfast. Um, it's Monday morning, by the way. We, we're here. We're in Vegas. This is a business, not pleasure, because usually we come to, to Vegas for a nice little getaway. Right. This is the rare business, not pleasure trip. So, um, so right this second, we're, we're leaving our first uh, business stop. We're going to be vague the whole time. Basically, we're not going to tell you while, why we're here, partly because it, it's private, Partly because it's uh, not, I mean, well, I was going to say it's not horribly interesting. It actually is probably kind of interesting. It's just nothing we can talk about right now. Uh, should the day come, we'll tell you all about it. And if the day never comes, you'll never know what you didn't miss. So anyway, um, uh, Monday morning, yeah, go ahead and turn the air up. It's but We are also in the desert. It's summer in Las Vegas, which is, uh, you know, it, it's warm. So, uh, so we, so, let's see, should I turn left or right now? I have no idea. Tell me GPS, what should I do? She's no help. It I'm, looks like left-ish. I kind of felt like that. We're on this, uh, big road, and we're not, we're, 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 we are off, off, off the strip, by the way. So, uh, so, like, where we are right now looks exactly like your neighborhood. It's just, uh, just, uh, just, just, just in Las Vegas. It's Las Vegas without the, the casinos. So, oh, I, actually, I think I made the, the correct turn. Thanks, GPS. She loves being on the podcast. <laughs> so, anyway, so, yeah, so, so uh, Chanel, by the way, because we've been in Vegas for a couple hours, uh, Chanel set the alarm this morning for 5.30. That's how business this trip was. She set the alarm for 5.30 in the a.m., and I thought for sure you were fucking around. I know. I was. I was impressed with myself. And then I thought. I thought. Well, maybe. Maybe she's trying to psych herself out. Set the alarm for five thirty. But really, she'll roll out of bed like six fifteen, which still would have been really good. But I was. I was terribly proud of you. And you actually did get out of bed at five thirty, and we got our day. We were in the car by six thirty, and we were in Vegas by nine thirty. So like when we do business, this was. A, this was like. 
the most efficient uh, trip to Vegas ever. Yeah. Uh, so we've been here for a couple hours. We got breakfast at the Venetian. One mile. GPS loves the show. Uh, so we had breakfast at, our, at the spot that we enjoy, which is the Grand Lux Cafe at the Venetian. And we actually had a really, really delightful conversation with, uh, with the waiter, and he wasn't even our waiter. Because we come to Vegas so often, and we eat breakfast at the Venetian so often, he recognized us. So he wasn't even our waiter, and he came to the table to, to talk to us. Yeah, and he recognizes us every time we go. Like, yeah. this is the third time. <laughs> yeah, third time recognizes us every time. And, uh, you know, not to make you guys jealous, he knows what business we're doing here, because that was part of our conversation. <laughs> and so, you know, because he's, because he's local... He was actually uh, really insightful about uh, what we were doing, and we were able to ask him questions, and um, it was actually really, really cool. I feel like, you know, it actually makes me sad that he lives in Las Vegas, because, you know, (laughs) I would like to hang out with him. (laughs) I feel like he's our buddy now. Yeah. Like, he'd invite us over for barbecues. So, yeah, so this was part part of what we're doing here, uh, is uh, is like a super-duper last minute trip like like it's Monday right now right now it's Monday afternoon it's 12 in the afternoon on a Monday um, we became aware of our vague and mysterious Las Vegas business on Thursday so like literally just a couple of we, we, we a few days ago um, I I, uh, I I found a nice deal at Circus Circus um, which actually it's kind of cool because like partly partly I, I, I booked room at Circus Circus because you know as like you know, for is ahead on the right. thank you GPS. I uh, was thinking you know for a last minute trip, that's actually a good deal. But the but the, but the other thing is, and this is probably the more of a reality, is my favorite childhood memories, especially as far as as far as Las Vegas goes, are at Circus Circus. So even though I am a 37 year old man, the thought of staying at Circus Circus was actually. Um, it was actually kind of fun, and just just so, just to be clear, Sh- Chanel did not fight me on it. <laughs> I really didn't. I'm pretty excited myself. I haven't stayed since I was a small child. Uh, but we haven't been there yet. Like literally, we got to Vegas, we we got breakfast, and we've just been sort of you know doing our making our making our business friends again. I'm sorry for for the for the for the mystery of it, but you know, like I said, we can't really talk about it right now. Um, but suffice it to say, you know what, just for the sake of, I, I, we don't want you guys to be nervous. Um, it's all very cool stuff. So it's not like, it's not like we're bailing a family member out of jail oh, or something. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not having like heart transplants or anything. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, uh, you know, like, like we made a huge bet and now we've got to come and talk to the loan shark because otherwise he's going to break <laughs> our leg. Actually, it reminds me like when we were driving earlier, oh, yeah. we saw a car. It was like, it wasn't quite a minivan, but it was like a family ish car. The, the whole back window was completely blown out. And it wasn't like it was empty because they were replacing it. Like, it was clearly yeah, shattered. Yeah, it was, like, bashed. Like, there was still hanging, like, shattered glass. And so we're absolutely convinced. Because it was, like, this little, like, little old woman driving the car. Yeah. So we're both absolutely convinced that she was gambling and, uh, you know, got herself a, a loan shark. Got in way too deep. Couldn't pay him back. And they were sending a message. Normally, they break arms and legs. But because she was probably a sweet old lady with a gambling problem, they took a shotgun to her back window. I mean, she was in the car. They wanted to make sure she felt the fear. But until she gets it fixed, she's driving around with a busted window in Las Vegas. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a morning like that. Yeah. It was good stuff. I had a lot to say. I don't really have anything to say because I already said it. I know. So you don't get to hear it. It's a shame. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it might be Stupid the first... technology. It might be the first time in the history of the Martin Lestrap Show podcast hour that I'm willing to admit to that we've had a technical difficulty where we recorded great stuff. It would have been different if it was shitty. And yeah. then we could be like, well, that's okay. It was shitty. They're not missing anything. But we just know all the great stuff that you missed out on. In fact, I was telling Chanel, I'm so glad we captured that because I think they're really going to enjoy that. Yeah, I did a whole therapy session, which I'm not going to do again. I'm just not feeling it now. She'll do it again later. Don't you worry. I'm going to I'm gonna refresh her memory and I'm going to get her back into it. So anyway, uh, we're, at our next, uh, we're at our next stop. So we will, uh, we're going to call an end to this segment. I'm, I'm not going to interrupt myself rudely. I'm going to transition <laughs> smoothly and softly out. So uh, in the meantime, we will talk to you guys again in just a few seconds. All right. All right, see you in a sec. See you later. Okay, so Chanel and I are at Circus Circus. We are about to enter the Midway for Chanel. This is the first time you've been to the Midway since you were, how old do you think? Like five. 
five years old. I was probably, I think I was probably somewhere in the area of 13 or 14 years old. Oh, look at this. <laughs> look at this. There's so much stuff. It is. And games. You know, I got to tell you, this is probably, I mean, well, it, it's empty, but beyond the emptiness, <laughs> it is as, it's, it's as nice as I remember, I think. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm looking, oh, by the way, okay, so. Oh, there's a whole thing on My Little Ponies. <laughs> okay, there's an audience forming for a circus show. Um, Can we just go? I think, well, what's the show time? Check the show time and then maybe we'll How take it. How do we a, know that? I see a little, a little circus clock. Or you can ask the guy on the drums. <laughs> what time is it now? Um, I don't know. 7.30. So uh, maybe not for... 7.30? It looks like 6.30, so the next show is probably gonna, about to start. Do, do you want to sit? Do you want to... Here, let's... Uh, can we stand here? I'm sure we can. I would just hate to. I would hate to interrupt. I'd hate to interrupt uh, the show with our with our podcast, or rather, I'd hate to have the, the the show interrupt our podcast. Wait, is that what I said? <laughs> I think that's what you said. Uh, Why don't we stop recording and then we can tell everybody how cool the show is? Uh, Honestly, looking up at the little net is making me weak in the knees. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> we were just in Adventure Dome, which is sort of a. Kind of a kind of a half theme park uh, here at the uh, Circus Circus, and uh, just looking at the roller coasters, completely freaked out. Now, oh, good, we can see what's happening. It's oh. Katarina with her hula hoop. That sounds cool. Oh, are, so are you you're interested in seeing uh, Katarina and her hula yeah, hoop? Yeah, and then I want to see Oksana do her silk. Okay, well I'll tell you what. Do you want to go take a seat? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna keep recording as we find our seat. Uh, if we don't talk for a minute, it's okay because I'm sure that there's plenty of Plenty of midway noise. All right, heading up the stairs. Holding the rails for safety. Uh, did you hear that, you guys? Yeah. This is a circus. Yay! This is a circus if I ever heard one. I'm so scared to look up. Will you protect me? boys and girls, circus is pleased to present an acrobatic display with hula hoops. A fascinating... Katarina! Alright, so Katarina is using her hula hoop. As best as I can tell, she's about 12. <laughs> possibly stolen from Russia. <laughs> Don't say it too loud, the watcher might be here. <laughs> this is amazing. Alright. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and, and whisper. I don't even know if you guys could hear me over the music of Katarina's show. It's cool, the music is live by the way. There's a live drummer and a keyboard player. Yeah. Two really old guys playing the keyboards and the drums. And they are watching. <laughs> yeah, these gentlemen. Look at the drummer. Uh, I'm sure that, now he looks away. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. That drummer loves watching Katarina spin her hula hoop. Katarina's a badass. Yeah. She's very talented. She's doing a, like, single hand handstand and twirling a hula hoop on her foot. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what do they call, like, the, the gymnastics, but, like, the artsy version of it? Like the, the floor, floor work or whatever? Yeah, but there's, like, a, like a really, like, artsy part of the Olympics with, like, Hula hoops and feathers. All right. So now she's just doing some basic hula hoop stuff. That was really impressive. You guys should watch this. You should really watch it. You know what I like about Katarina? She looks genuinely happy to be performing. Yeah, she's like having the best time. Yeah. Completely unlike the performers when we saw the comedy pet show. <laughs> yeah. They were being held there against their will. Yeah, like I'm fairly convinced there was somebody off stage with a gun pointing at them. Not Katarina. She's having a blast. Unless that's like a, like a Botox shot they gave her in her face. <laughs> like to make her smile nonstop while she performs. That could be for like they'll shoot her family if not. 
It's a pretty decent crowd. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a free show. But even for a free show, it's a pretty decent crowd. I could swear Katarina can see us podcasting. That's I what know. I, I feel like she can hear us and she's annoyed. <laughs> like, like she has a look on her face like I'm smiling. But would you stop recording a fucking podcast? That's what it feels like, but I don't think that's a look at all. Because, like, we're, we're literally directly in her, in her, uh, that's crazy. in her eye line. So she's now doing hula hoops around her knees. She's going to pick up a third one. Uh, she can't do it. She can't do it. Can she do it? She's not doing it. It's like magic. It really she's is. She's barely moving. Like, she makes it look so easy that it's, uh... Yeah, like, I want to do it. It's almost like, oh, what's the show? She's barely doing anything. But, of course, the truth is neither one of us could do this. So it looks like every half hour they have a new act, so you can, like, sit here all day. Yeah. And honestly, we've been driving around so much that, uh, that this is actually kind of nice. Yeah. I guess I, I never mentioned that we're back. <laughs> so, so we're back. But anyway. I feel this thing shaking as people walk up, and I just imagine nothing behind me, and I'm going to fall. <laughs> She's got four hula hoops, people. She is swinging four hula hoops, and that drummer is eyeing her like a piece of cotton candy. <laughs> My God. Oh, I thought she messed up, but she was just ending it. <laughs> the crowd loves it. Now she's doing a little... Uh, Looks like a so you think you can dance routine. <laughs> I keep waiting for her to bow, but I can't. This gotta be a pretty sweet gig. I wonder how much she gets paid. I don't know. Nice. So she's doing like one arm, one armed uh, cartwheel that almost looks like while swinging the hula hoop on the other arm. The people love it. The people love Katarina, obviously. Yeah, I'm impressed. I can't wait to see what Oksana can do with her silks. <laughs> what time is the Oksana show? 7.15. We're sitting here. <laughs> I think Chanel has found her favorite spot in Las Vegas. Okay, but this floor is moving. <laughs> yeah, the bleachers that we're sitting on, I don't know how sturdy they are. Stop. <laughs> This is very, very impressive, Katarina. <laughs> Chanel's literally holding on to me in fear. I think I freaked out with the whole bleacher thing. You really did. We're fine. They're not going to collapse. Now I'm looking. It looks all rickety, and there's probably nothing under me but ground. Well, I mean, consider it this way. It is Circus Circus. When's the last time they renovated this place? <laughs> she has, like, ten hoops right now. Very impressive. Honestly, how old is she? She looks like super young. Yeah, she's young. Let me scoot over. Give him some room. It's that kind of show. People are coming in nonstop. I think maybe the drummer's writing about it on his blog. <laughs> the drummer's blogging about Katarina. <laughs> there was a, a brief moment of silence, and I thought that I thought the drummer was going to hear me talking about him. Good freak! How many hoops is that? Holy moly! <laughs> it almost looks like a medieval like torture chamber. Very impressive, Katarina. Katarina, outstanding work. Outstanding work. Thank you. Our next performance will begin right after this intermission. The scheduled times of all of our performances are displayed on the clock placed on the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for public safety, we ask your cooperation in not opening the gate to and from the seating area so everybody's stampeding off of the bleachers is really freaking out Chanel. Wait, what's happening? We're just exiting. Oh, we have to leave? We don't have to, but let's walk around a little bit. But, but Oksana, let's, uh, what time is it? It's not going to be for like 45 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So now we're headed down the bleachers. <laughs> Chanel nearly tripped us both down the stairs. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Chanel is, uh, of course, making our way down the stairs. That's all that's happening right now. Back into the, the midway. All right. All right. Let's go. I just got touched by a strange Indian man. <laughs> and he didn't even look twice. That's how you know you're in Las Vegas, right? I'm actually jealous that I did not. Okay. So I know Snow's excited about the show, so we'll we'll make our way back for the uh, the next show in about 45 minutes. All right. All right. So actually, we already came this way. We saw the Ninja Turtles. We saw the. All right. Well, let's turn around. You wanted to catch me one, and I get a pony. Chanel wants me to play one of the midway games to get her a My Little Pony. Only a dollar. I will think about it. Let's let's continue work walking down our. our Look, those are Oxalis. He's in charge for her not falling. <laughs> He's literally it's, it's like a laundry basket. Poor Oxana, her silks get uh, put out by it with a laundry basket. All right, so this is kind of like uh, the audio commentary of the midway. I'm beginning to realize <laughs> we're just sort of uh, narrating our way through the midway. So we've got a gift shop to to our left. We've got some more games. Uh, we've got uh, some sort of a carousel. It's a rotating restaurant. A rotating carousel it's restaurant. Ice cream. It's called Horse Around Snack Bar. <laughs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> it sounds like something on the BoJack Horseman. It spins at a really slow pace. Quick. And I don't think anybody's working there. I don't think you can eat there. I think you can say that about fifty. I think it's closed. Per- so you can say that about fifty percent of everything in Circus Circus. I'm pretty sure this whole place is closed right now. <laughs> Like, I see yeah. people and I hear them, but it's closed. They might have literally turned on the lights just because we walked in. They have a stuffed sriracha bottle. Like, it's a plush of a sriracha bottle. Do you see it? Yeah, because, like, like, some of the games do look, like, kind of fun, but there's, like, nobody hanging out. It seems like they only have people working at the games that we don't want to play. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Got a McDonald's, got a Midway Arcade. Oh. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, gang. Uh... How, how's about uh, we will wrap up this uh, this segment of, of the Midway? Oh, look, it's the uh, Zolar, the Zolar uh, Zoltar fortune teller guy. It's kind of like from Big, sort of. I wouldn't mind being taller. Maybe I should do a do a little Zoltar wish. Anyway, uh, Shnil and I, we're going to keep wandering around the Midway, and I suspect the next time you hear from us, we'll be back in the room where it's going to be much quieter and. Uh, we can actually concentrate on whatever it is that we're talking about. So we will... Uh, I feel better now. I see that the seats are actually entirely solid. <laughs> she now got a better... She got a better look at the seats, and they are solid, and she feels much, much better. All right, you guys. We will talk to you again in just a couple of seconds. Really, more like a second. See you later, suckers. Okay, so Chanel and I, we're riding up the elevator at Circus Circus... Uh, we're going to head back to the room. Do you, remember, uh-huh. do you remember the room number? I do. Okay. Well, of course you do. You have a photographic memory. Yes, I do. All right. So, uh, I don't know. Left or right? This way. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the 25th floor of some sort of tower. Because I guess they have different towers at Circus yeah. Circus. I don't know. We're in a fancy tower, but we're not going to tell you where. We're not going to tell you where. We are in the... Not tw- that it matters. If- this isn't live. You couldn't come murder us. <laughs> By the time you hear this, we'll be gone. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, just come to Circus Circus, <laughs> go to uh, some random tower, go to the 25th floor, and look for us. Yeah. And whoever finds us here on the 25th floor, <laughs> you win the prize. Yeah, which is a million dollars. A million? Oh my God, are you going all, all the way to a million? Sure. I was thinking like half a mil, but you're feeling pretty confident. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to come, so. Oh, you really do remember. Do you want to open the door? Sure. All right. This is Chanel opening our door. That was terribly exciting, wasn't it? It was. Hey, it's still light out. I oh, am. Yeah, we, we were kind of, because, you know, we were just passing through the midway. In Casinoville, you expect it to be dark and nighttime and. It's about seven o'clock. Look at those beautiful mountains with the sun setting. All right, look. So could we have a looking out our window? We have a view of the strip. It's still light out, but they're just now starting to to put the lights on the strip on, which is uh, 
which is always, you know, sort of, you know, a highlight of hanging out in Las Vegas and seeing the, uh, the strip all lit up at night. Um, right this second, this was, this was an impromptu segment of the, of the, of the Vegas Chronicles. We were, we were in the, we were in the elevator. Uh, we'd finished our round in the midway because, um, well, it turns out there wasn't much to do in the midway. Well, Not unless, well, yeah, if you want to play little games and win stuffed animals, there's plenty of little games and stuffed animals. Yeah, and the games are kind of, in fact, you know what, I think the most fun we had in the midway was right before we left. We were watching, a, <laughs> it was like a chicken game. It was it was a rotating table of pots. Yes. And uh, you had these little, uh, little stuffed chickens. Stuffed chickens. And you put them on a catapult and you would like hammer them. And you had to hammer them <laughs> and try to get them into the, into one of the pots. Yeah. And so we were watching uh, uh, this sweet little, uh, I, I feel like they were like a Samoan family. <laughs> yeah. The sweet Samoan family. They must, I don't know how much money they spent, but it maybe. They bought a lot of chickens. A lot of chickens. You get five chickens for $2 and they had like 15 chickens at and, least. And I, I, I swear to God, without any exaggeration, it was like we were watching the Super Bowl. We were so into it. It was really exciting. Was, we cheered. We, we, we cheered for the girl when she got her chicken in and I clapped and she looked back and she saw us cheering. <laughs> it was just, It would have been nice to catch on the, on the podcast, but I mean, you know. We we didn't know, we were we were we were enthralled in the moment. So uh, you getting out of here, Chanel? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go gamble. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually uh, this is gonna be a super short segment because uh, we're gonna see if we can't wrangle up some some dinner somewhere. Not at, not at Circus Circus. It turns out because uh, there's really a uh, uh, Vince Neal's got a restaurant here. Um, uh, Chanel was showing me a, a text, but I didn't have time to read it. Because, uh, you know. It's from my dad, and my dad does the voice texting, but he doesn't like double check. So he wrote me a whole bunch of nonsense, and I don't understand it. But Or maybe he's being held hostage, and so his arms are tied. Oh. And he was only he's just. Doing it like with his teeth. Just barely able to get the phone on, and, and you know, he. But he couldn't tell you exactly what was happening. Because then his uh, his kidnapper would know what was happening. That's true. So he had to give you some nonsense in the hopes that you would figure it out. I cracked the code, but you think it's a joke. Do you want to read it? Yeah. It says, hi, babe. I'm glad you got home. We got the biggest save, and I love you, and have a good time. <laughs> so we got the biggest save. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's uh, I don't know. That's the single best text I've heard. Isn't it great? I, I don't know how long. It's great. I love it. I don't know it. how long. All right, so anyway, like I said, this is just sort of a, an impromptu uh, segment of the Vegas Chronicles. Chanel is no longer in the room with me. She's, uh, she's gone to get herself freshened up for, for dinner. So I'm, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to stare out. I'm going to stare out of the window, and I am going to... I'm going to see what, what I can possibly, possibly talk about, if anything. This, this, this is a fun challenge. All right, we'll start with this. I'll I'll I'll, I'll see uh, I'll see how quickly I can I can lose your your attention just by uh, just by looking out the window. So directly across the street, I see the uh, the Riviera Hotel. Looks like it was uh, looks like it was built in uh, in 1902, and I, I don't suspect it's been renovated since then. Uh, directly to my left, still outside the window, is a. Um, it's a platform for bungee jumping, and it's it's totally closed down. Like it's uh it's it's you know it's all rusty. There's a pool at the, at the bottom, so where the bungee jumpers would it was sort of like a target. I guess if the bungee broke, they would they would uh they would fall into into the water or something like that. Um, and, and you know there's like a little just a small building just at the at the foot of it where you we walk in and then you pay money so you can bungee jump. Anyway, when I was, um, gosh, I don't know how old I was. I was about 13 years old. I, I, it, was, it was the last time I can remember coming to Circus Circus when I was uh, about 13 or so years old. Which, uh, how long ago would that be? That was like 20, 24 years ago. Maybe 25 years ago. I'm going to be 38 at, uh, on, on December 9th of this year, 2015. Which, by the way, for anybody keeping score, that makes me a Sagittarius. And I haven't a clue of what that means, but if that means anything to you, then, then I'm a Sagittarius. So anyway, I guess it was almost a quarter of a century ago, which is crazy to think about, because I still remember this very clearly. But um, the, the top of this particular 
uh, bungee jumping uh, platform at that time was uh, it was billed as the highest uh, bungee platform in North America. Now, I, I'm sure that's not taking into account that sometimes people would maybe create like makeshift bungees off of, you know, bridges or off of cliffs or just, you know, crazy shit like that. But I think in terms of, you know, mad, man-made bungee platforms that were built for, this, for the sole purpose of bungee jumping, this was the tallest one in North America. And, uh, and I went up there with, with my cousin, Christopher. We were here. Uh, what, what the hell were we doing here? I feel like somebody was getting married. Like one one of our one of our relatives was getting married, so we were in Las Vegas. And then and of course the nice thing of uh, when a relative gets married in Vegas, it means you're going to hang out in Vegas for a little while. And especially when you're a kid, it's just you know it's just fucking fun to be in Vegas, particularly Circus Circus. And this bungee thing was across the street. So uh, so Christopher and I and some some adult who was uh, supervising us took us across the street. And I don't know if Christopher had to be talked into bungee jumping or if it was something that he wanted to do, but um, but but either way, whether he was talked into it or he wanted to actually do it, um, we we went up. And uh, again, whoever the adult was, um, in fact, I know exactly who it was. I, I uh, it was uh, Christopher. It was his stepfather at the time. He's you know he. Uh, He's not married to Christopher's mom anymore, but at the time it was uh, it was his stepfather. So he had taken us across the street. Uh, we went up the bunny thing. I, I, and I know, I know for a fact because I remember that he he offered to pay for me to go bungee jumping. I believe it was like ten dollars, which um, which today that's not crazy because you know ten dollars that's what it costs to go to the movies. But um, if this was twenty twenty four twenty five years ago, then this was a uh, uh, nineteen ninety, I guess. So maybe it was later, but maybe we'll say it was 20 years ago, whatever it was, $10 to go bungee jumping. So, um, so, so I went up with Chris, so it was Christopher, myself, uh, and I remember it was these two Asian tourists, uh, from what Asian country, I don't know where they're from, take your pick, uh, for the sake of this story, just to keep things simple, we'll say that they were Chinese. So it was Christopher, myself, uh, two Chinese, uh, tourists, uh, and and the guy who was in charge of the actual um, you know bungeeing, so we so we went up and it's sort of like an elevator, and I mean it, it almost looks like uh, it's 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 I'm looking at it right now and it's 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 kind of terrifying to look at. You go up the elevator, but it's you know th- there's nothing to it. It's not like it's a building or anything. It's just literally like a, it's like a scaffold. Is kind of what it looks like. It's like this sort of scaffold. And so even going up the elevator, you know, you, you're not, you're, you're still sort of outside. And, you know, when you look at it from the bottom, even as I look at it from the window, it doesn't look horribly daunting, except it's one of those things where, like, the further it goes up, the further it goes up, you realize just how fucking high up you are, and you are crazy high. Like, as I look at it right now, uh, it's literally, uh, it's, it's, it's taller than... Um, well, it, it's taller than uh, at least one of the towers here at Circus Circus, and it's uh, it's it's more than half as tall as the tallest tower, which is the one I'm in. So I'm on the 25th floor, um, and it's you know as I look at it, it looks pretty level with me. So figure it's like 25 stories up. So it's you know fucking high, especially to be you know outdoors. So we're going up this elevator. We get to the top, uh, then we get to the platform, and and the guy he's the, the guy who's running it. It's like a he's like a classic. Carney, you know, straight out of central casting with the jumpsuit and the, and you know, like the, the dirty sort of like greasy face and the stubble and probably a little bit half drunk. And the thing that I remember most about him is he was kind of an asshole. Like, you know, there was no, he, the, he, there, there was no part of him that, uh, that, that seemed to realize that this was supposed to be, you know, like, like a fun thing. And then maybe aside from just attaching you to, you know, a cord and dropping you, uh, to, to your death before you bounce back up that maybe, you know, he could be sort of, he, he can make it fun somehow. But I remember he was, he was a, a total asshole and my cousin Christopher, he, he was, he's younger than me. So, you know, if he was, if I, God, how old was he? If I had to guess, he was like, we'll say he was 13 years old. Maybe I was like 15. I don't know, but he, let's say he was like 13 years old, something like that. And so, you know, the guy put the, puts like a, like a vest on him 
and you know clips all the clips all the the, the cords and the clips to make sure it's secure. Puts the bungee on him, and then the idea is Christopher goes out to the uh, to the edge of the platform, and and then he's supposed to jump off. I wasn't jumping; I was just on the platform, and I was fucking terrified. And I'm not scared of heights; like heights is not something that bother me. But uh, something about I, I think just the idea of knowing the purpose of not only being up there was kind of scary. But that uh, we were that Christopher was supposed to jump down. Like I said, I wasn't jumping down. But just the idea of anybody jumping from that height was fucking terrifying. And Christopher was uh, appropriately terrified. He was very, very scared. And and he was yeah, he was a kid. He was a kid, and he was scared. And it, he, I, he didn't want to do it. Any, I could tell he didn't want to do it anymore. But I think maybe he was also a little bit like maybe bashful or shy, and he didn't want to like outright say he didn't want to do it. And uh, and so like the carny asshole was like uh, just like he was kind of like bullying him. He's like you know like come on hurry up you gotta go you know and you know Chris, he, Christopher didn't want to go and the guy was all but pushing. In fact, he might have literally just kind of like pushed him to the edge. I don't think he pushed him. Off. Oh, you know what? He might have come close to pushing him off. The more that I the more that I remember remember it because when Christopher finally went off because because that's how this story ends is Christopher did ultimately bungee jump. It was like it was the most timid. Uh, you know, uh, forcible. I don't want to do this bungee jump that I that I've ever. He just. It was almost like like he just kind of like toppled over. And if he could have grabbed the edge of the platform with his fingertips on the way down, I suspect that's exactly what he would have done. And so then you know he drops down, and, and you know I'm like watching my cousin fall towards this pool, and it's terrifying. And he goes, and then he bounces, and he comes back up, and he has probably like a good three or four you know bounces with the bungee. And then the guy, you know, uh, cranes him back up. And when Christopher gets back onto the platform, he is fucking beaming. He is beaming from ear to ear. And he's just like, that was like the most fun I've ever had. And it, it, was, it, was, a really, it, was, it was a nice pay. It was a good turnaround because he was fucking terrified. He was being bullied. Uh, you know, the, the, the crazy carny guy practically pushed him off the platform. But ultimately, Christopher ended up having a good time. So then you got the, uh, the, the Chinese tourists, and they were the exact opposite. Like, everything that I described to you about my cousin Christopher, uh, I don't know if they both jumped, but at least one of them jumped. It was the exact opposite experience. Put on the vest, got everything clipped in. I think he was ready to jump before the guy even got him all clipped in. Got him clipped in, got the bungee attached to him. And not only did he, you know, like he was, he, he couldn't fucking wait to jump. Went to the edge of the platform, and then the dude turns around. He's fucking going backwards. And not going, not just going backwards, but he hangs his arms out, stretches his arms out like Jesus on the cross, and then jumps backwards. And it's like screaming and howling and laughing like a hyena all the way down. It was. It, I, I remember. Yeah, like even though it was it was bungee jumping, it was meant to be fun. Just w- watching how how he just completely embraced it. It was one of the most. I. I it, it just seemed like one of the most amazing acts of bravery I'd ever seen. Although, in fairness, I don't know that I would exactly call it brave because, because you know, for it to be brave, I there. I, I, I think there'd have to be some fear involved, and there was fucking no fear. And this guy, I mean, he could, I mean, he, could, I mean, he was so excited to do it that he fucking jumped backwards, and he was, he was like into it the whole time. It was, it was awesome. And uh, and and even then, even even though Christopher was so excited when he was done, and that dude, he was just having so much fun on the way down. Uh, I, there's still no part of me that wanted to go to go bungee jumping, and uh, and so even now, as I the, the whole time I've been telling you the story, I've been staring at this at this platform, sort of like re reliving this memory. I swear to God, here's the funny thing: the story I just told you, I have not thought about that story for like 20, 25 years. It's one of those things that I actually kind of sort of forgot ever happened. But when Chanel and I, when we arrived here. And we were, uh, you know, we got to Circus Circus, and Chanel said something about, you know, bungee jumping. And then I looked and I saw the the bungee jumping platform, and it was just like this crazy, you know, just like this this flood of memories that just like instantly came back. It's like, oh my god, I re- I remember that. I remember that platform. I remember that day. I remember Christopher going up and being terrified. I remember. Uh, I remember the Chinese dude just jumping down like a fucking superhero. Like, he was so excited to jump down. I swear to God, he would have done it without the bungee, just gone straight into the pool like it was a goddamn high dive. It was it was pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so there's a story. See, You see that? I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I was going to stare out the window. And luckily, 
Luckily, for the sake of this segment of the Vegas Chronicles, when I looked out the window, there was the bungee platform, and I had uh, I had that whole that whole memory to share with you. Um, I, I actually want to talk to you guys about uh, about circus circus in general because some of my very very best most favoriteest childhood memories uh, happened here at Circus Circus when I was a when I was a kid. In fact, the very first time I came to Las Vegas, I stayed here at Circus Circus, but. Um, I, I don't want to do that without Janelle because I, I, I kind of feel like, in fact, I know that she's going to have an awful lot to offer to that part of the conversation because she also has uh, some of her own childhood memories here at Circus Circus. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up this segment of the Vegas Chronicles and uh, I'm going to wait for Chanel to finish getting herself freshened up and we're going to get some dinner. And uh, when we get back to the room at some point, you will hear our voices again. Uh, and and just, just, just in case you want to you make sure that I wasn't lying to you, this is me tapping on the window with my fingertips. That's, uh, that's me tapping on the window of the 25th floor here at Circus Circus. So, that said, I will talk to you guys again in about uh, a second or so. Hey, everybody, we're back. Last time you heard my voice, we were in our hotel room at Circus Circus. And right now, as you hear my voice, we are in our hotel room at Circus Circus. However, it is, in fact, the morning after yesterday, which makes it tomorrow, which specifically makes it today. I'm sitting here beside Chanel, who is dutifully uh, beautifying her face with, uh, with <laughs> makeup. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Chanel? I'm doing great. Chanel says she's doing great. I almost believed her. Um, I don't. Well, I haven't had my coffee yet. She hasn't had her coffee yet. We're also, you know, we had a long day yesterday, so you know, maybe you're, you're sort of appropriately tired, like I sort of am. Um, for I, for a second, I thought Chanel was gonna reply, but she is doing her makeup, so I'm not holding that. Yeah, I'm I'm putting eyebrows on, so I have to focus. So you focus on your eyebrows. Uh, just pitch in when you feel uh, like you can do it. So, so yesterday, like we kind of mentioned to you before, uh, we, you know, we showed up to Vegas yesterday morning, business, not pleasure. So half of our day was, uh, spent running around, driving around, uh, meeting a bunch of different people, exchanging handshakes, talking about this and that. Uh, it, it was cool though, because it was actually, it was, I, I think it was for, for both of us, it was our first time getting an extensive look at Las Vegas off of the Strip. Yeah. Which was uh, very interesting. and It's a real city, you guys. Yeah, it's a real city. Like, Las Vegas isn't like this fake city with a fake Eiffel Tower and a fake Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and they don't take it all down after we leave. Yeah, yeah, like it's still here. And again, and part of what's interesting is, like, you know, nine, you know, 99.9% of our Las Vegas experience is on the Strip, that, as it is with everybody else in the world. So yesterday, you know, especially when it was nighttime and we were off the strip, like, like for example, we got dinner last night, you know, because we were off the strip so long, we came across this, uh, this Mexican restaurant, Chanel looked it up on Yelp, got, had some good reviews, so we decided to go there for dinner. So we went there for dinner, and it was, it was, it was really great, by the way, so it was. the reviews were very well deserved. Um, but, uh, but when we left uh, the, the restaurant and we were in the parking lot, you know, out in the distance, you could see the lights of the Las Vegas Strip. And it was a little bit surreal because, again, all of our Vegas experiences are sort of being on the Strip. So to actually sort of be, you know, away from the Strip but see it, kind of sort of in a, in a small way, got a feeling of maybe kind of what it's like for just residents of Vegas, which is just, yeah. you know, we live in this city and, you know, out in the distance, you can just see this strip of, of lights. It was you know, it was not unlike being a, an astronaut and going up in a space shuttle and seeing the Earth. And it's like, oh shit, is that what that looks like? That's crazy. I'm so used to being on on that that uh, seeing it from this perspective is uh, kind of weird. Apart, one of the things that we saw, and actually we talked about it, we talked about it briefly, is uh, when we were driving yesterday off the strip, we saw uh, what was it, a zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah, a zombie apocalypse store. Yeah, so we didn't actually see a zombie apocalypse uh, literally, but we saw... We might not be here if we did. Yeah, I mean, if we saw a zombie... That would make for a great podcast. Unfortunately, we didn't see a literal zombie apocalypse, <laughs> but it's 
some sort of a story. I almost felt like it was a like a like a like a game like you can pay money and you can play it and it was like laser tag. Yeah, I think it said something like shoot real life zombies or something. Something like Ooh, that. Well, maybe it's like a haunted house and like laser tag. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Like I bet around Halloween, like they're they're bumping. Uh, what else did we see? We saw this like vampire themed nightclub. What was that called? Uh, Counts Vamps. Counts Vamps, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like a I guess a biker and rock sort of bar. It looked really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so again, these are, you know, so, uh, you know, off the strip, there's some very interesting, quirky uh, uh, stuff going on. And, um, oh, also, not to mention, just a plethora of, uh, of uh, you know, adult adult stores. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, and I think more than one adult superstore, if I'm not mistaken. Weren't they all superstores? <laughs> And uh, right behind Circus Circus, where we are, when we were driving around and coming back yesterday, I think there's like a whole street. It was like it was almost like a <laughs> yeah. It was, it was al- like Strip Club Row. Yeah, it was like a parallel of the Las Vegas Strip, but it was like strip clubs and adult stores, and uh, and then you know mixed in with the massage parlors. So it was like oh, sure. okay, sure. You know, so you can relax after yeah. a hard day. After a hard day of you know watching strippers, you just want to get a massage. It's just a massage. That's all it is. Why? Why? Why are you guys being so cynical yeah, about? You the... probably got a crick in your neck from like looking up at the stage. Yeah, and now you need to get a massage. So what? So there was a lot of them, and they were open very late. And they were very talented. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Chanel tips well. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so so yeah so off the strip, a lot of action going on. Uh, so today, this morning. Uh, well, we're sitting on the bed. Chanel's doing her makeup. Uh, it's, it's. Uh, I guess I'm bouncing. I'm not trying to, but I guess just in the, uh, in, in the, in the effort of uh, sitting here talking, I guess the the bed's bouncing. So I'm trying to talk as <laughs> as still as I can, so as not to interrupt my. Because Martin, he he talks with his hands, so he's waving his hand around, and while I was diligently trying to put on my eyebrows, he kept moving, so I had to I had to give him a. Nonverbal cue to knock it the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so because the the ironic thing is, you know, she's giving me the nonverbal cue, and I'm thinking we're doing a podcast. Just give me the verbal cue. It'll be it'll be it'll you know give the listeners the full experience. <laughs> you know? So that's why that's why I went ahead and let them know that I got in trouble. Okay. Uh, so what else? Oh, I know. So yesterday, uh, I think the last time in the last segment, I was talking by myself for a while because. Uh, you had went to get uh, freshened up for uh, for walking around, and uh, I left off on uh, I left just short of talking about my childhood memories of Circus Circus, since that's that's where we're at. And I realized that I wanted to save that to talk with you about because I know you also have childhood memories from uh, from Circus Circus, and specifically one thing that uh, that I learned yesterday I didn't actually know this about you is that Circus Circus kind of freaked you out as a kid. It did. It scared me entirely. Like, all my memories of it are, like, that it was dark and loud. And I'm trying to do my eyebrows. <laughs> you know, do, I can't focus. Do your eyebrows. Save the story for later. Uh, my, my, very, my first memory... Well, well first of all, uh, part of the reason that I love Las Vegas as much as I do is because when I was a kid, some of my very, very, very favorite memories were of coming to Las Vegas with my family. And even before I came to Las Vegas with my family as a kid, I remember Las Vegas being mythologized by kids in the playground at school. And specifically, especially like, say, after a summer vacation, uh, kids are exchanging stories about maybe cool stuff they did. There always seemed to be at least one kid who went to Las Vegas with his family. And I understood what Las Vegas was. I had just never been there, you know? Uh, but there was at least one kid who went to Las Vegas with his family and specifically was talking about this just amazing place called Circus Circus. Just the name itself, I was like, holy shit, Circus Circus. Like, it's so, it's such a great circus, they had to name it twice. <laughs> and, uh, and, they, and, you know, and they were just talking about how cool it was. And I can't even remember how they explained it. I just know that it was just like, like I, 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 I want to see this place. But it felt so big and amazing and far away and mythologized that I never actually imagined I would see it. 
Well, the other thing is, when I was a kid, I loved bowling. Uh, my family loved to bowl, um, but I absolutely loved bowling. It was so, I loved bowling before the first time I bowled. I think it was maybe I, I feel like I have memories of like. Wait, say, do they have a bowling alley here? In Las Vegas? No. Oh, I thought you meant in Circus Circus. No, no, they don't. But but uh, but it will connect. I promise. Um, and so uh, yeah, like I, I feel like I have memories of like Tom and Jerry bowling or Bugs Bunny bowling or whatever. It's just whenever I saw bowling on TV, something about it just uh, clicked with my imagination. I was like, oh my god, that looks like so much fucking fun. And so I remember the first time I walked into a bowling alley. It was you know it was like a, this this amazing cathedral. And I couldn't believe it. it was like ten minutes from from where from my house, and my parents had never taken me before. Um, but then right around the same time, my parents got the same bowling bug, I think maybe because, you know, I wanted to go bowling. And so they started joining these adult bowling leagues, which was great. Cause then like on Saturday nights for years and years, I'd get to hang out at the bowling alley for hours while my parents bowled with their bowling league. Well, the best leagues were when they would do uh, a Vegas league. And so a Vegas bowling league for anybody who's uh, not initiated in the bowling alley culture it's a bowling, you know, it's, it's like a league. It's a, you know, in any bowling league, it's a weekly thing. You know, you get together, you have a team, you compete. Um, there's trophies, maybe prizes. You know, you, you get to see rankings. It's all, it's all very fun. But a Vegas league culminates in Las Vegas. So let's say the league itself is, I don't know, 10, 10 weeks long, 15 weeks long, something like that. Well, then on week 15, the last week of the league, everybody goes to Las Vegas and the last day of the league, you bowl in Las Vegas. There's a big tournament. And there's gambling, and it's a whole bunch of fun. So my parents, they had signed up for a, a Vegas league, but of course, the the real prize for me was we were actually going to get to go to Las Vegas finally. So uh, so my parents, so we you know we got in the car. Uh, we actually went to Laughlin first, just just to pass through Laughlin for any but anybody who doesn't know, it's in Nevada. It's um. I just don't know how far it is. It, what, what would you think? Is it like maybe an hour from Vegas? Yeah, it seems far. Something like that. But I don't know. I know it's near a river. They have casinos. So, um, you know, they have hotels and casinos. Oh, yeah, they have the little river boats. Yeah, but it's, yeah, so they have like river boats. Like, I think when people go to Laughlin, it's generally because there's like a river so they can do like their water sports activities and, you know, gamble and stuff like that. So we passed through Laughlin, I think just because, you know, they wanted to give us kind of like a, a, a pretty full experience. And I feel like we went to dinner, and then we got in the car. And in my memory of it, and I'm pretty sure it's correct because it's my memory, uh, I fell asleep in the car on the way there. And shortly before we got to the strip, they woke me up. And so it was nighttime, and I woke up, and just I all of a sudden just surrounded by the lights of the Vegas strips. And it was just the most amazing miracle I'd ever seen. Everything was lit up. Every hotel was lit up. There were blinking lights, flashing lights. I, I specifically remember driving by a McDonald's, and the McDonald's was lit up. And so it was like it was like uh, it was like literally it felt like entering an alternate universe where you know, and it was amazing. And I was and it was just you just immediately I was like this is my very favorite place in the world. <laughs> and then and then the drive ended as we approached Circus Circus, and I saw this huge clown, glowing lights, waving this I lollipop. I remember the clown. Yeah. And his, was it his arm and leg looked like it moved? I think it's like it his, I feel like his arm is moving the leg with a... waves at you. Yeah. And, and He's so, not here anymore, huh? He is. We saw him last night. Oh, shoot. Well, I saw him last night when we got back to our room. I guess he looked bigger in my childhood memory. I'm following Chanel right now, just in case you can hear us moving. Uh... So then I saw that dude, and then, you know, we, we parked wherever. And then even just walking into the lobby, I think it was literally my first time coming to a hotel. I'm in the bathroom now with Chanel, uh, so I'm guessing you can hear a little bit of a, not an echo, but what a reverberation, I don't know. Either way, the acoustics are different, but just wanted to acknowledge that so you guys didn't think you were crazy if the sound changed. And so it was my first time in a hotel, and you walked into the lobby, and uh, just just even just the whole experience that the lobby was amazing, seeing like the the circus theme, like paintings and wallpaper and decor, and there was clowns, and it was just it was it was everything that I wanted it to be, and it was even it was even more exciting than that, and then uh, and then you know part of it, but a big part of the trip was uh, going to the midway. Which of course Chanel and I did yesterday, but you know, as uh, as adults in their mid thirties, and uh, and it was it was a fun experience, it was a different experience than when we were kids. But you know, 
a fun experience. And uh, what else? I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I have any specific memories from that from that trip as a kid, except for uh, I have memories of the bowling alley. The I remember winning a peach bear. Or I didn't win it, but my dad won it for me and my sister. We both got one. And we walked around with those peach bears forever. And they used to take pictures. I guess they don't anymore. You could get a photo taken and, like, pay. And they made this big old fucking poster, which my parents still have in their bedroom, <laughs> of me and my sister. And it's black and white holding our little peach teddy bears, which you can't tell are peach, but they were. I remember, but otherwise, I actually, circus circus freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> because you were, uh, as both as a kid and as an adult, um, especially with crowds, crowds and, I don't know, loud noises, uh, they, they sort of leave you feeling uh, very anxious and uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate them. Like, in fact, one thing that's... <laughs> I have a comb in my mouth, by the way. I didn't develop a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, so like when you were, uh, when you were a kid... Uh, this is actually one of the things that we talked about yesterday, but, uh, you know, didn't quite make it on because our, <laughs> the recording stopped working. You are perhaps the only kid in the history of kids who've ever grown up in Southern California <laughs> who hated Disneyland. Yeah, I really did. Like, I would actually, like, not go, and my dad would have to stay home with me while my mom took my sister. I yeah. hated it. Yeah, like, like when Chanel's parents said, hey, we're going to Disneyland, Chanel was actually like... No, can I stay home? Yeah, I was like filled with anxiety. I'd rather just stay home and play Barbies where I was safe. <laughs> and, uh, and and so the thing is, like, uh, I didn't know this when Ashnan and I started dating. And so our first, uh, I think it was our first year dating, your birthday was coming up. I loved going to theme parks. Like, my, my, that was, you know, I was very lucky that way. We're growing up, my parents sort of annually, we made the rounds. We got to see all the theme parks. We'd go to Disneyland, we'd go to Six Flats Mountain, we'd go to. Uh, Knott's Berry Farm, we and we go to Universal Studios. We go to Marine Land, which is different from Sea World. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, sea World is in San Diego. We were about, we're, we we lived growing up, and actually still today, we live two hours away from San Diego. So um, you know, especially if you're a family, it's not the most convenient trip for uh, you know for sort of a day trip. But uh, Marine Land was in uh, it was in San Pedro, California. Uh, which is basically Los Angeles for anybody who's not in California. Uh, and so we would go to uh, Marine Land, and it was great, and I, I loved it. So anyway, Universal Studios was one of my very, very favorites, partly because it was a theme park, but also because I love movies. So it sort of combined these two things that made me really, really happy. So uh, Chanel and I, we were dating about a year. Her birthday was coming up in you know April, April 30th. So at the time, it would have been the year 2000 for anybody keeping score. And I thought, how fun would it be to take Chanel to Universal Studios because I found out that she had never been to Universal Studios. And uh, so, so you know, and I, I bought tickets. And, you know, we were college students. It's not like we were rich or anything, but I think we were still working at the mall at the Virgin Megastore. So, you know, I, uh, I, I put a little money together. Chanel didn't work weekends. I probably had to ask for a Saturday off. And then I got tickets and drove to Universal Studios and got there and... Uh, Found out firsthand that how I, I was convinced. I was convinced that Chanel was just having like the worst day of her life, and I was like, "This is this is such a terrible idea. Why did I think this was a good idea? I'm such a, I'm I'm such an asshole. What what's going on?" And it, it was a hot day. It was so fucking hot. I remember that. So I was just thinking like it's just too hot, and she's just kind of miserable in the heat. Uh, but now, which I am. Which she is. Yeah. I mean, the heat uh, is you know. Is a it makes her very unhappy, but now fifteen years later, I also understand it was part of the heat. It was sort of the anxiety of the and the anxiety of the crowd. So that's funny because you're probably thinking to yourself right now, aren't you guys in Las Vegas? Isn't that <laughs> aren't, isn't like the Las Vegas Strip just like a really dense, crowded, loud, fl- flashy area? And it is, and yet yeah, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother. Doesn't bother. I think maybe because it's like a city, and I don't feel confined, <laughs> like in an amusement park or like a concert, or you know, I feel more. Where's my stuff? I feel more convi- confined. You know, like I can't get out. Like it's a claustrophobia, maybe. That's true. Chanel does. She's always extremely aware of her surroundings <laughs> in that way, especially if she feels. Uh, confined. One of the most interesting things that I learned about Chanel, and we've probably mentioned this on the podcast, I don't remember, but uh, one of the very one of the most interesting interesting things I first learned about Chanel 
is that wherever she goes, <laughs> the first mental exercise that she does <laughs> is she works out a route out of the environment if there's a fire. I do. Like In case of emergency, I, I know my way out. That way when something happens, if it happens, I'm prepared. And I thought she was joking around and kind of being funny. So occasionally I would, like, test it. So if we were somewhere, <laughs> I would say, hey, if there's a fire, how do we get out? And without missing a beat... <laughs> She told me exactly how we would get out if there, if there was a fire. I'm a good person to have with you in case there's an apocalypse. <laughs> That's true. Actually, kind of think of it. So we're in the bathroom right now. I'm reminded somewhere there's a ghost dog. Oh, yeah. And I think it's been tortured. <laughs> and it feels like somebody's torturing like this ghost dog. Maybe they tortured it to death. It's not just like, it's like this ghost dog that like Aww. barks in the walls. Poor doggy. <laughs> but, we, we, but we can only hear it in the bathroom. So either it happened in this very bathroom. Oh, shit. Or... Just the room next to us has a has a dog, and that dog. That you can't hear anywhere else. Yeah, can't hear it anywhere else except for our bathroom on the twenty fifth floor. It's a ghost dog. Uh, anything happen interesting before uh, we wrap up this segment? Um, no, I don't think so. Nothing. We had a really nice time. It Nothing was... crazy. No shows. Yeah, Again, no shows. It was business, not pleasure. Yeah, actually, you know what? It was but really we did nice. have some great food, which Martin talked about. Had some great food. We actually spent uh, an hour or so at the Cedar's Palace. Oh, our fucking dessert! <laughs> we went to this place called Serendipity Three, and we couldn't decide what to get. And like, the desserts were really expensive. Like, I was like sixteen dollars for a piece of cake and like a sundae. What the fuck? So we were like, you know what? Let's share. It's probably big. <laughs> We got a red velvet cake sundae. It was literally a fucking huge vanilla ice cream sundae with hot fudge with a piece, a whole piece yeah. of red velvet cake on top with whipped cream and a cherry and sprinkles. Yeah, like three, it was amazing. three huge scoops of ice cream, one full slice of cake. All stacked. You look beautiful, by the way. I was getting the nonverbal sign to, for approval. He had to check my hair. Yeah, I had to check her, her hair for her. And... Uh, uh, and, and she looks great. Because, you know, which which matters because there is, you know, there is one more bit of business this morning before we leave. But like we said, we're being vague about it unless mm-hmm. unless the day comes where it's, uh, you know, it's something that we can talk about. Um, anyway, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Chanel, you've been a bit of a sport letting me follow you around <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, looking only uh, looking annoyed only occasionally. <laughs> So uh, we'll we'll wrap this up. I'll let you finish getting ready. Uh, I'll continue watching uh, the Game Show Network, which, as far as I can tell, because again you know, we don't have cable, the Game Show Network kind of lame. But uh, you know, are you kidding me? It's the best thing ever. I'm gonna order cable when we get home just to have it. We're watching uh, is it Whammy? Is that what it's called? But it's the all new Whammy. And because uh, when I was a kid, I loved Whammy. But I couldn't remember how the game works. We're just watching it, and uh, I think he's just the host. He's a little bit of a tool. I bet he's a nice he's, guy. He's kind of a tool. Um, oh, but yesterday saw some. I was watching some reruns of uh, Battle of the Network Stars, which is about thirty, thirty-five years old. Uh, back in it, you know, it, it was it, where you know where the the networks were: CBS, NBC, and ABC, and you know, actors and stars from those networks would compete in sort of a wacky track and field like events. Um, oh yeah, that was fun. It was fun, a little bit silly. Some of them took it like super seriously, yeah. like they like they were like pro athletes, like like they would be interviewed. And, you and figure, the sad part was, we don't know who half of them were, so their celebrity did not maintain. Yeah, the only two that I, the only three that I remember that I recognized watching yesterday were Mr. T, uh, the brunette from the Dukes of Hazard, and um, the mom from uh, Family Ties. Judith, oh, yeah. Judith Light, is that her name? No. No, that's She's um, from, uh, Meredith Baxter. Meredith, Meredith Baxter. Uh, and during the show, they were making reference to her and her husband. And, of course, <laughs> in 2015, we know that she now has a, a lesbian girlfriend slash wife. Mm-hmm. So how things change from Battle of the Network stars to uh, 2015 and Circus yeah. Circus. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to wrap up this segment. This will not be the last time you hear our voices. I don't know where we're going to be the next time you hear our voices, but wherever it is, they'll be here. So, talk to you guys in a, in a second. Bye. All right, guys. Well, this is the final segment of the Vegas Chronicles Volume 2. Chanel and I, if you can't tell, we are on the road home. We are surrounded to our, by our left and right. We're surrounded by desert. We've got the road ahead and the sky above. And we've been on the road for about two hours. And it occurred to me we forgot to put a bow on 
the volume two of the Vegas Chronicles. <laughs> so now we're we're talking. We're just going to put a little bow on this little uh, the, the second volume of this uh, of this uh, of this series. So Chanel, you you actually didn't get to talk an awful lot for I guess various reasons. So is there anything that uh, that you want to say about our trip as we head home? Um, I'm happy to be going home. I'm exhausted. It's hot as fuck. Yeah, it's 102, last I checked. Yeah, and uh, I think all around our trip was a success. Um, we had a lot of fun, we ate some good stuff, we took care of the business that was at hand. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was great. I have a headache now, so I feel like I have like a hangover, even though I didn't <laughs> drink anything or party or stay up late. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, she took, a, she, she took a nap for about an hour or so. So she should be refreshed. It was a light nap. I wasn't, like, <laughs> asleep. My eyes were just closed. You're not in trouble for taking a nap just because I'm doing the hard work of driving. You should take a nap. <laughs> you should take a nap. I should. I deserve it. Uh, well, anyway, we're on the road. I'm uh, just going to put a bow on this. So as a reminder, uh, Chanel's checking the air. I, I, I turned the air down for just for a couple minutes so it wouldn't oh, interrupt us too much. I can feel the difference. Yeah. Turn that shit back up. Uh, right now? Well, either that or we're going to cut this really short. Well, that was the idea if you <laughs> let me fucking finish. Well, cut it short. I was literally... People don't want to listen to I us anymore. I was literally wrapping Nobody up the show. Nobody wants to hear us you anymore. you opened up your fucking trap. They're and you're like, over this Can podcast. we do this short, please? And I'm Nobody like, I, cares. I was fucking trying to end it, and then you had to go fucking talk. Nobody cares. This is what happens. Wrap it up. I'm trying to wrap it up. <laughs> Now you're Look coughing. What you've done. Now you're coughing. Jesus Christ. <coughs> Stop coughing so I can wrap up the podcast. Stop yelling. I have a headache. Oh my God. I swear to God, I hate you. Uh, I hate you. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. But let's finish the podcast first and then we'll figure everything else out. So uh, just remember, guys, if you have any shopping to do, uh, please go to Amazon.com. I don't know that they have uh, divorce, divorce lawyers there. But if they do, then you know, find a divorce lawyer on Amazon.com. But before you do, go to the official website of this podcast, martinlestrapshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner. And once you get to Amazon, do all the shopping you were going to do otherwise, including finding a divorce lawyer. Uh, With free two-day shipping. Yeah, you'll, you'll get free two-day shipping uh, on your divorce. So it's, it's an amazing service. Totally. Uh, also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you don't already subscribe. If you're not big on the iTunes, check it out on Stitcher Radio, which you can find at Stitcher.com. If neither of those two options does it for you, catch the show uh, the old-fashioned way at martinlestrapsshow.com. Uh, and I, I guess that's about that's about it. Uh, Chanel, uh, anything else? Uh, that's it, folks. That's it, folks. That's going to put a bow on Volume 2 of the Vegas Chronicles. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time... I will see you on the other side. Peace out, bitches.